the side talks. The podcast. The podcast. Not the feature film. Not the feature film. Not the episodic. I didn't know there was one of those either, but yeah, it's, but um, it's, it's the podcast. This is the podcast. Those the, the feature film and the episodic are about you know a champion hero named Rachel uh-huh. who wins every fucking time and a loser. Named Corey. I mean, you've been on a roll as of late, <laughs> uh, five-minute fight-wise. You, you've been uh, cleaning my clock, so to speak. My sleeves are already rolled up. I know, Thanks I know. Thanks for listening to us, and here we go. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. fight. All right, as alluded to in that intro, you ready, Bizotch? I don't know that I am ready for this, honestly. Brad gave me a water because he knew. Okay. Listen to this. Let me... Let's, that's me cracking a fresh water. Okay. Because he knew. Um, Brad, have you started that timer? Okay, cool. What are we fighting about, little bitch? <laughs> We're fighting about the 2017 movie Disobedience, directed by Sebastian Lelio, uh, starring Rachel Weiss, Rachel McAdams, and Alessandro Nivola. This is another uh, movie about uh, sort of lesbian romance, this time between the two Rachels. Uh, this is set in an Orthodox Jewish community. Um, this is not a movie that I strongly dislike, but it's not really a movie that worked for me. I thought it was all right. I thought the performances were good, but I thought that the uh, the screenplay and direction in this thing was kind of over-obvious and plotting, and I didn't really find myself getting a whole lot out of it beyond the the perfectly nice performances. So so you, I think, like this movie a lot more than I seem to. For sure. What's What's the deal there? Well, I mean, that's the question I have for you is what's the deal there? <laughs> I, I mean, I think, you know, you know where I'm going to go with this, which uh-huh. is that, that this is not lesbians dressed up in ye old pioneer day garb and, you know, stoking a fire and not really making out. So you're not going to like it. You're not going to like well, it. Well, okay. Um, I think there's a misconception there but that we've addressed <laughs> many times on this podcast about that. I said you know that. where I'm going with this. Here's what, here's what I think. And I, I've actually not turned the page of my notes, but I'm going to do this without my notes because I did make a few. Um I think it's a. I think that there's like some. I agree with you. Very nuanced performances. Mm-hmm. I think we've got two lead actors here. Three lead actors really, but the two lead actors in particular, the Rachels, I think, are, are really doing doing them doing the least but the most at the same time. Um, and I I think that a lot of it is in, is in the direction. I mean, clearly these are two. Look, these are two very experienced, talented women who can act their you know. Pretty much, you throw them in anything, it's going to probably improve the material. I, I think, yeah, they're I both think they're great. both amazing. They're both great. Um, and, but I do think that you have to give some credit here to the uh, regarding the performance to the director. Mm. And I do think it's an interesting screenplay. I think it's one that you know gives a sort of a look at a culture that I'm not very familiar with. I found that to be very interesting, a very interesting backdrop, and, and clearly also a motivating factor for for many things. I think it's a interesting look at, at both a well, at a woman returning home. Sure. To a to a community in which she's been ostracized, and and that's the that's sort of the frame of this movie. Right. Rachel Weiss's character, whose father was a rabbi, comes back to her London community for the first time since she was kind of driven out of it because right. of her sexuality and and being sort of caught red-handed, right? Um, with the other Rachel character, as you as you discovered through 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 the film, and she's come, returning because her father has passed away. Yes. So it is it is a grappling of a. It's an interesting sort of 
coming out story in some ways in the sense that she came out and was like, nope, you can't do that. Goodbye. You know, you can either straighten up and fly right like the other Rachel decided to do or you can, you know, of course, take to New York. Right. Um, but she she or you can leave. So she she's left and she's returning because her father has died. And and by the way, as it, it's revealed in the film, they weren't even going to tell her her father had died. Yeah. That's how that's how on the outs she is in this community. It took the former, you know, sort of friendship relationship, the character that, that filled that spot to let her know that her father had died and she returns. And I do think it's a film filled with subtext and intrigue and, you know, there's, there's, there's a multi-layered themes. And I I do think where, where the film loses some folks and I don't, I'm surprised it loses you here because this is something that usually, you know, sort of is well received by you, which is that I think that a lot of the performance is nonverbal. I do think there's a lot of sort of, there's a lot of quiet, pondering happening in this film and, and a lot of shots of walking and you know things totally. that you accept from somebody like Kubrick well sure and I accept it in this movie that's where I find the nuance is in the performances and the quiet moments the nuance is not in the screenplay the nuance is not in the direction the screenplay and the direction are honestly kind of obvious here oh I disagree you know, Rachel Vice is the the rebel and how many times is that you know hammered over uh, the head of the viewer here that she well she's such a rebel she's such an outcast and Rachel McAdams character is you know repressed and you might as yeah. well have like a big neon sign flashing over her head at all times saying repressed repressed and to these actresses credit they find the nuance in these roles that I don't think is there on the page I don't find these characters to be that black and white I, I really don't and I think where the complications come in is this let me just give you an example okay. and I do want to hear what you say but let me give you an example so the Rachel Vice character part of what we see in the first 15 minutes is her reacting to her father's death by sleeping with a man in a bathroom yes and so it's a sort of very you know quick sex scene in a bathroom but she doesn't is is, is revealed I don't think she identifies necessarily as being queer I don't know I actually it's not clear it it's yeah, not clear how she identifies, but the point is, right. is that the other character identifies much more as straight up lesbian. Right, though she's than, married right, to Though she's married. And so that is an example of where that sort of rebel is not a, it's not, it doesn't, it's not a quote unquote predatory role, so to speak, right. which you see in a lot of films. So I think that there is more nuance than what you're giving it. And I would also like to just add really quickly, but I think ultimately this film ends up being very kind, which I appreciate as well. Yeah, now, it's a sweet movie. I'll give you that. So anyway, I'm sorry. I talked, I, I talked beyond my time. Also, Rachel Weiss. Yeah, yo. Who who spits in whose mouth? Rachel Weiss spits in Rachel McAdams' mouth because it is indeed Rachel McAdams that ends up. Well, let me not spoil this. Sure. Because that's the sort of that's probably the most on the nose thing to me. Right. That moment. All right, I'm gonna just start off the bat with a thousand bonus points for Rachel for the Kubrick call out. Um, it's pretty brutal. Um, I don't think Corey recovered. Um, maybe the plot is as obvious as Corey says it is, but I mean, honestly, I can't really say much here. It's Pride Month. Rachel absolutely wins by far, <laughs> no question. Um, all three Rachel wins. Actually, it's a huge win for Rachel's today. Um, yeah, and it's it's a kind film and a kind win for Rachel's. Oh, man. What a massive inner Rachel romance. Terrific. So glad. I'm glad that I won something because it's Pride Month. Yeah. Yeah. Glad that glad that I got set up as as the the antagonist to this. Sam, you're not canceled. Corey, you are. Also, (laughs) just, you know, here's the thing. I don't come out too far ahead because guess what I won for Pride Month for the vast majority of my high school days? Uh, Nothing. (laughs) Quite the opposite. So I'll take it. All right. Fair enough. I'll play the I'll uh, play the antagonist here. 
I don't even know what that noise is. It's not a noise to it's, anything. It's, really. it's a ticker. It's like it's an old fashioned like journalism ticker. Journalism yeah. ticker. I don't Same think that's difference. a thing. Whatever. Um, but but you know yeah. Breaking news. Uh, it's time to pick a city. It's time to pick a city. Um, this is the deal. I'm gonna throw a city at you. You tell me the first film that comes to mind. All if, right. I, I don't keep good notes, so if I've done this before, we're gonna have Brad or Sam jump in and yell at us. I just think that's fair. Just that's you know. fair. Um, I, and I'm doing this differently. I'm not throwing pieces of paper up in the air this time. Okay. I'm gonna run my my finger across these names back and forth, and then I want you to tell me when to stop. Oh boy. All right. So I can't see this this list of cities at all. Uh, stop. Cleveland. Cleveland. Have we done Christ Cleveland, Almighty. guys? Okay. You know how I know we haven't done Cleveland? Because it's hard as Because shit. it's super hard. Oh, Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland. The Cleve. All I can think of is that... that extended run of episodes in 30 Rock where where Tina Fey is is dating Jason Sudeikis and it, Jason Sudeikis is from Cleveland and calls it the Cleve and right. you know Liz Lemon goes to Cleveland and has a magical time um but as far as movies set in Cleveland uh I genuinely can't think of one off the top of my head I'm surprised Sam I need you to check something for me because I I actually when I was writing this I thought this but I didn't double check it to make sure I wasn't coming here with some like hidden fact in my back pocket but I do I think and I could be wrong Mm -hmm. and maybe you can actually say I'm wrong right now I think Carol might have been shot in Cleveland Shot in Cleveland? Yes. Interesting. It doesn't take place in Cleveland. No. It clearly takes place in, 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 in New York. New York. But I can um Sam, can you check that really quickly? Um Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Okay. So I'm wrong too. Well, you're in the same Interesting. state. Interesting. Interesting. Um, anyway, we'll have to return with some films that have been shot in Cleveland because oh, certainly something has. What has been shot in Cleveland? Jeez. Anyway, we're definitely going to get a couple of texts, probably some emails about this. If you can think of anything, please do. You can jump on our Facebook page and post about it, or you can email podcast at sidewalkfest.com. Or if you have Corey or I's phone number, text us up. And uh, if you're from the powerful Cleveland lobby, I apologize. I meant no offense. We'd love to hear from you, though. Please don't have my legs broken. You really screwed this one up. Uh, What else is new? Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Side Talks. We're your own personal cinematic, Kurt Cobain and Axl Rose. Mm. Do you know the, the connection there? I mean, they're both rock guys, but other than that... Well, they're rivals. Apparently, it's some sort of event that would have happened in the 90s. You know, Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love were walking past Axl Rose with Frances, with little baby Frances, and she's, you know, Courtney, in typical Courtney fashion, screamed out, you're the godfather, Axl. And then Axl, you know, just to be, just to kind of rib him a bit, and then he turned around, and it's apparently a dude who doesn't like to be ribbed, and, and said to Kurt, you know, get your woman in line, which... Oh, boy. Axel, you know what? Listen, if I have to choose between Kurt Cobain and Axel Rose, I'm choosing Kurt Cobain every single time. That's a safe choice. Remember when he had those cornrows, though? Well, anyway, um, so that's that's the sort of... And, and then, of course, to add insult to injury, apparently at some award show, Dave Grohl had to like call out his Axel in the audience. So it was just a big... I think it was sort of like, you know... Everybody was ribbing everybody all the time, and it was a bit of a rivalry. But thanks to Batwell Studios. No thanks to Axl Rose. No thanks to Axl Rose. Um, Visit SidewalkFest.com or visit us on social media at SidewalkFilm for the latest 
uh, of what's going on uh, at the Sidewalk Cinema and the upcoming Sidewalk Film Festival being held downtown uh, in August in the theater district Party. in Birmingham. Really looking forward to that. Party. Very excited. Um, and uh, that'll do it for this episode of Side Talks. Yeah. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.